What's up, Scallywags? What up? What's going on? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast and your uh, your Wednesday session comms check with the whole crew. We got the whole crew in here. Instructor Chili, uh, President Blake, Blake R. Wright, and <laughs> me, the creative director, Chad. Why? Why do we call Chili every time Instructor Chili like it's his uh, surname or something? That's just the way it is, man. He can't be a prophetic chili or... No, Instructor Chili, that's just what he, he has to... That's a big uh, that's a that's a big shoe to fill right there, son. I see. That's right. I'm Instructor Chili all the, all the time? As far as I'm concerned, you Steady are. Steady instructing. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, by the way, speaking of instructing, I'm going to do a, a Wednesday show for you guys coming up soon on how... To be how to be a good teacher. All right. So that's coming up just to let y'all know. Today's show is gonna be all about um our take on comparing yourself to others, or what do you how do you react to the opinions of others? All right. So pretty good topic in my opinion. Yeah. Uh I, I know I've got a, a lot of stories around this conversation. Um, I want to share a few quotes with you guys real quick. That uh, So I'm doing some reading before we dig into comparing yourself to others. A few impactful quotes from uh, the first one is from a book called John Adams. Uh, John Adams, if y'all don't know who John Adams is, there's a really cool documentary about him i think it's on netflix it was really good but this is the book this is a quote from his wife and he's writing this to or she's writing this to john adams she says you cannot be i know nor do i wish to see you an inactive spectator we have too many high sounding words and too few actions that correspond with them and i just thought that was really impactful um, and it's really cool to me to look at the, the way, the things they were going through, the way they felt back in these days when they were going through the revolution of the United States, um, and the problems they faced, how, how similar they are to just the problems we face in society today. And the human condition is essentially the same. It's been the same. For a long, long time. Yeah. There's nothing special about the, the the times we're living in, right? No. So she felt, and, and he felt the same way back then that a lot of you guys probably feel now that um, there are too many people with making a bunch of freaking racket and too few people that have actions that correspond with the racket they're making. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was an impactful quote. The other book that I'm reading is uh again for the second time the screw tape letters by c.s lewis awesome book if you if you haven't read the screw tape letters go check it out it's basically a conversation between two demons uh, it is really it's really neat and so this was a part that i read yesterday that uh impacted me and it talks about the demons are basically discussing how god gives us free will because he desires us to be his sons 
and daughters and not his servants or slaves, right? So the demons say, God desiring their freedom, our freedom, God desiring their freedom, he refuses to carry them by their mere affections and habits to any of their goals which he sets before them. He leaves them to do it on their own. And therein lies our opportunity. The demons are saying, there's our opportunity because God wants them to have free will. So he leaves them uh, to, to accomplish the goals that he sets before them on their own. He doesn't carry them. He doesn't carry them through it. Demons say, therein lies our opportunity. But the quote continues, they continue and say, but also remember, therein lies our danger because once they get through this initial dryness successfully, they become much less dependent on emotion and therefore much harder to tempt. And this is exactly what we talked about yesterday with Paul Wilder. We got an episode with Paul Wilder coming out in a few weeks about his new book, True North. Um, we talked about this, how if you get, if you get through that, y'all hear it when you listen to Paul, when you get through this place, uh, within your your journey or within your process, there's going to come a time when everything around you tells you to quit. Everybody around you tells you you're crazy. And if you get through that, that initial dryness, if you get through that is successfully, all right, then you come out on the other end and you're in a place where you literally cannot deviate from the process that you're enduring. And I think this happens not only in, in business uh, or, or a, a career path or with a marriage or what. It even happens in your, in your Christian walk as a, as a servant of God. Um, and Screw Tape Letters basically references that. Uh, and they talk about when a, a person initially gets saved, they work hard, and then... All of a sudden, there's an anti-climax, uh, usually, that comes within the first few weeks or the first few months after getting saved, and you realize, well, this isn't like all about doves descend, white doves descending on me and mm-hmm. talking, hearing voices and visions, and it's literally, you have to settle in to the laborious tasks of doing and being who you have vowed to be right yeah so i don't know that was an impactful thing the way it correlated with the conversation we had with paul yeah yeah that's good uh, okay well i guess y'all don't have anything to say about any of that <laughs> well my so. gosh son give us a second <laughs> that's what good I- well i guess you ain't got nothing to say have you <laughs> well that sounds good to me uh, let's move on <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think that's i love that it's you know, a lot of times the 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 change is within you. It's not the world changing, right? The world's still the same after you become a believer or vow to change your life. It's just your lens, how you see the world is different and how you react to things is different and how you've, you know, the, the same old mess that's going on didn't go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's still going to be hard and, uh, I think that's what that's getting at. I like that. Well, it, I, you know, even outside of Christianity, I know you shared like kind of broke story, like where she realized, well, this is just life. Yeah. But, 
you know, even me and you were talking the other day, not that we are at by any means wealthy, but we, we, we kind of have what we need in life to live. We don't have this big excess of money, but we have what we need. We have cars, a house, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, once you kind of get that stuff and you settle in, you realize, man, I've been working to pay my house off, pay my cars off, get out of debt. Now I'm out of debt. And now, and then there's like this thing like, well, now what do you want out of life? It, you realize that, or at least for me, that I was so focused on trying to get to a point of paying off my debt and getting to a point what I where what I would have considered stable or comfortable, whatever, financially, that that was almost too much of your focus because once you get there and you think, well, now, I don't, now I'm not striving for that. What am I striving for? And really, you should have been striving for something else all the while you were trying to work at that. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. what I'm saying is, well, I think it makes sense when you when you experience. You almost have to experience that. You almost have to feel what that feels like, right? By the way, Blake is completely out of debt at whatever, however old you are now, early twenties. He has a family, and he's completely out of debt. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. Chili has never had any debt, so he can't be out of debt. But um, I, I think that's so, that's Blake. That. Good job. Thanks. Bravo Zulu. <laughs> no, that's that's the same feeling that people get when they have any goal, right? And then you get to the end and say you accomplished it, but you then you look around and wonder, well, what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you, you kind of put everything into that and didn't think about the then what, mm-hmm. the, the what's next. And sometimes right then that can leave you feeling empty, but, you know, there's there's more to it than that. There's more to it than just earthly pursuits as good as they may be like getting out of debt's a great thing to try to do but you know you, there's got to be something next right so yep and that's that never ending for me christianity is that never ending thing you can strive for and when you when you get out of debt and you say well i mean i strive for that now i've achieved that well i've still got this thing that never ends mm-hmm. christian being a christian never ends you can always work at it. You can always get better. You can always be doing something. So that you know that's further like the, the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the constant. And there's other things in your life that are going to spike and fall. And like you said, you have to experience that. And you know, we were talking last night, and um, I thought, even if you know, you said uh, if there's got to be a book out there that probably has all this in it. And I was think I thought later. I thought you know, even if we had read that book. It, it wouldn't have worked for us because we had to experience no, it. No, I thought the exact same thing. You have to experience it. There are some things. We can tell you lessons we've learned, things here and there. But some things you just have to experience to get it. You have to feel the strain that it's putting on you. Yeah. You have to feel the emotions that come along with it. You have to see the way it's impacting your business and the and the people around you, right? And when you feel the heaviness of the strain that it's putting on you, then when you come to the realization of the solution, it's way more impactful to you. It makes a lot more sense to you, yeah. right? Than if you just read it in a book and it's talking about a, a scenario or a problem that you haven't faced yet. Yeah. It's hard to comprehend it, right? Yeah, and that, that goes back to being the man in the arena. 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to learn these lessons unless you are in the arena doing things. You can listen to as much crap as you want to listen to, read as much stuff as you want, but till you get out there and do it, you're not really going to be able to learn the lesson. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. There's your uh, there's your intro. Um, that none of that was uh, revolving around the topic of today's show, but I think it's all worthy conversation. I want to tell you guys real quick: the Proving Grounds Three Troop, January 2022. The registration for that is open and it is filling up. So we run this event called the Proving Grounds twice a year, Lord willing. All right. If you want to check it out, go to 3of7project.com. That's the number three of the number seven project.com. Click experiences, click the Proving Grounds, and you can register there. The Proving Grounds is awesome. I'm not going to tell you every detail of it because nobody knows every detail of it except the people who have been there to participate. But I can promise you it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, so only 50 people a year can do this because we want to keep it small and intimate. And so if you're interested, go check it out. Sign up if you want to be there with us in January. I hope it's cold, nasty, rainy, full benefit. That's why we do this in January. Yeah. And we don't do it in the middle of the freaking summer when the birds are chirping. All right? This is not a beatdown session, but it's going to challenge you. It's called The Proving Grounds. Check it out. This episode was brought to you by Exoskin. All right, Exoskin is a brand that has worked with me from day one. Before we had 307 Project, before I even knew what Instagram was, Exoskin invested in me because I was a former uh, Navy SEAL military veteran. This is a Exoskin is patriotic. They respect veterans. Um, every aspect of their product is made in the United States. They don't have to do that. Yeah. They do that because they care about the United States of America. All right? But, you know, if if it just ended there, you probably still wouldn't buy their stuff. Their stuff still has to be awesome, and it is awesome. Exoskin has woven in copper into the into the fabric of all the apparel that they make copper fibers which makes it it basically cuts down on odor causing bacteria you can run in a pair of exoskin shorts for like a month straight and never have to wash them and they 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 don't reek of body odor Mm -hmm. it's amazing the fabric is channelized to move moisture away from your skin and keep you from chafing and getting uncomfortable exoskin is my go-to when it comes to a race long hard race it is my go-to i literally have their toe socks on right now if you're watching this on youtube it's the only socks i'll put on my feet i love the shorts i love the tops everything they make is spot on the newest thing they got out now is the underwear exoskin underwear these things are awesome if you would like wearing regular running shorts get a pair of these exoskin underwear use them as a base layer underneath your running shorts let me go ahead and tell you, I don't care what running shorts you have. If you have a little liner in them, that thing is going to end up cha- every time it chafes me. Every single time. So I just cut the liner out of a pair of running shorts, and I put on my exoskin underwear underneath my running shorts, and I got the best of both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. 
So that's the way this works. There's a Croy gave us a thing to read, but I'm not going to read it on this ad because I'm just going to tell you what I know about these Exoskin underwear. They have a waistband. It's their first piece of apparel that they've put out that has a waistband. These garments, everything Exoskin makes, it's seamless. They knit the entire garment seamlessly. So there are no seams to cause chafing or rub or anything crazy like that. We've used, I've used Exoskin for going on probably four years now straight. And um, we believe in their products. Check them out at exoskin.us. Check them out on Instagram at Exoskin USA, I think. I'll attach that in the show notes. I'll attach their website in the show notes, and I'll attach the pro code that they give us in the show notes of this episode. Thank you, Exoskin, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to everyone who supports this show on Patreon. You carry the load for this equipment right here. We've got a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment right here. Guess who paid for all this? Patreon. The people that have chosen to support this show, thank you guys for doing that. Join us on Patreon. We do Resurrected. It's my favorite thing I do online. And we got a new camera coming that y'all bought too. Hopefully, the resolution's so high you'll be able to count Chad's beard hair. Yeah, that's the last thing that I want to tell y'all about is YouTube. Just as soon as we finish this episode here on the podcast, which is being filmed, by the way, we're gonna Noah and I are going to sit down and do a... YouTube exclusive video on race day nutrition. We're going to talk about what we eat, how we eat, and what we use when we go and race ultra marathons. That's going to be on YouTube. All right? These podcasts are on YouTube. There's we, already a shoe review? Yeah, we did a shoe, uh, a running shoe review last week. That's on YouTube. We've ordered a camera that our Patreon members made it possible for us to buy this $1,500 camcorder that shoots in 4K, so we hope... I, why do you always smile at me when I say I was, that? Because Chili's over here laughing. He was talking about the camcorder. Yeah, uh, and, and so it shoots in um, 4K, so hopefully you'll be able to feel like you're sitting in the living the studio with us, all right? So that's coming. Go and check our YouTube channel out. Um, yeah, and if you like the videos, like, comment, and subscribe. Um, we love reading the comments, so build up a community in there. Tell us what you think. Y'all got anybody to call out this week for the call-out segment? What you got, Blake? Well, I'll call out something good. Good? Uh, yeah. You ain't always got to call out bad, Chili. Uh, yes, I agree. That This is local, but... I've been going to the CrossFit gym lately, and I've got two little kids, and I see these people coming in there with their kids, little kids. Some of them maybe newborns. Some of them maybe toddlers. And these jokers will bring them in there. This one lady's got a newborn, and I'll see her in there. She'll push him around the gym, get him to sleep, get her next to her station. As soon as that joker's asleep, music will be blaring in there, and then she's over there doing power cleans, box jumps, squats, whatever. It's a newborn. She just had the baby. Mm -hmm. So it's hard enough. And then I know with our newborn, we didn't get much sleep. And she's still in there working out. There's another couple in there brought their kid in there, turned a box jump upside down, put him inside of there like a little uh, like a little crib, crib or yeah. something. <laughs> and uh, he sat in there and played and while they did their workout. But 
what you can take from this is there's always a way. There's always a way to, to get something done. I know I wouldn't want to do it with my kids, but these jokers is out there doing it and good on them for doing it. Yeah, so you're calling out all the the new mothers that s- decide to go out and still live life and be fit yeah. and don't get bogged down and just stay at home the first five months after they have a child. Yeah. Okay, that's a good call out, man. I don't have I don't have any bad stuff to call uh, bad stuff. I don't have any lies to call out this week because to be honest with you, I've spent so much time training this week. I haven't really paid attention to anything that's going on in in the world right now. Apparently, there's some gas shortage. I just heard this morning. There's I'm sure there's all kinds of lies being propagated, but I, I don't have anything to call out because I haven't been plugged in to anything other than I've been listening to uh, the stories from the SOG guys, um, John Stryker, Meyer, and Tilt uh, on Jocko's podcast uh, it, on um, their stories from their time in SOG in Vietnam, special observation group. The missions these guys ran were freaking insane. I mean, it makes me want to go do some contracting overseas listening to their the missions they ran. Quit listening to that, man. You dang warrior spirit's going to come out again. <laughs> so uh, that's a good call-out session right there, calling out some good. I mean, we yeah, you got it. We, we'll, go, we'll go both ways on this call-out segment. So. And listen, my wife has been a mother, and I'm going to say I don't want to leave this that you sit at home for five months after you've had a baby. If that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. I'm not calling you out for sitting home for five months after having a baby because that's probably the most traumatic thing your body will go through in your lifetime. And if that's what you need to do, I don't that's think fine. it's what anybody needs to do. But there's some folks that are out there going above and beyond. You're and shouting saying, them out. I'm saying good on them. Yeah. I'll let Chad call out any other women, the pregnant women that he wants, but my <laughs> wife is a mama. And I ain't calling her out if she wants to stay home for a few months after she has the baby. I don't know nothing about having them dang kids, man. I'm going to tell you what. It's a dang good thing that the furtherance of the human race don't depend on me. Because I have absolutely no desire to have children. I mean, I have anti-desire to have children. (laughs) Hey, man. <laughs> I have I have negative desire. I'm not even neutral on the topic. Hey, our kids come in here and they set chat up. They like to play with this podcast board. And <laughs> they's in here turning knobs of the day, and he's sitting here for about five minutes saying, "Man, my my headphones ain't working. They <laughs> plugged up, and, and they had turned all the knobs and pushed all the buttons." Hey, man. I mean, I know they can be rough, but gotta. I Somebody's got to have kids. For the life of me, I cannot figure out why anyone would want to have a child. <laughs> Sounds terrible. We need to change topics before this gets too far gone. <laughs> Headed down the wrong path. You I brought mean, it up. Well, so what you call now is them mamas that want to sit home, huh? <laughs> you think you done something because you carried a baby for a year? It's all they want to do is sit home and have kids. <laughs> That's it, man. Son. Mm. The moral of the story is don't have kids. Can't get nothing done. 
You hear that, Chili? Yeah, I hear that, but we're all kids. Or were. Training these men up right. It's too late for Blake. I can't believe anybody even had me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I really wasn't never even a kid. So I can say that. Yeah. A lot of people don't know, but Chad was 20 years old with a gun in his hand when he was born. Yep. He would never know kid. That's right. He might have been formed out of dust (laughs) as an adult, huh? I hadn't told y'all that part of my story. I'm saving that for the book. (laughs) It's not too late for Chili. Oh, man. Hey, he who marries will face many troubles. What, you talking about having kids or being married? (laughs) Neither one. Don't do neither. Don't do neither. Don't do neither. Too late for you getting married. I know. He who marries will face many troubles. I don't think he wants trying to marry Chili. I don't think you got to worry about that right now. I don't know, man. I think Sarah was after you. <laughs> I think Sarah was after him. Don't you, Blake? It seemed a little bit like it. I mean, they they were. He was running Sarah's Instagram, her camera. I mean, well, till you downgraded them at dinner, she probably wasn't after that. They worked real good together. Yeah, man, you, know? you talked about my low T at dinner. You talking about Chili having low tea, and then we started. That's where he gained the name Chili at dinner that, that night. night. Yeah. Well, everybody well, always asks where I got that. Look, I tell them I don't know. <laughs> I'm I didn't chilling. do it. I think that Sarah and Chili would make a fine couple. Yeah, I really do. Well, we'll uh, maybe she'll hear this message and realize. Yeah. All right. We're trying to tell Chili. Y'all are sickos. <laughs> Sickos? What the heck, man? <laughs> we got a good Christian man, a good Christian woman. Both they're both fit. They both like a lot of the same stuff. Great, that's a great union there. So, all right, let's. Hey, he who marries will have many strife. Chili, you ought to marry Sarah. <laughs> you want some strife in your life? Go get married. Yeah, you're right. Take my first piece of advice, Chili. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's dig into this episode. I've got squirrely right there for a Let, minute. Let's start the episode now that we're 26 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> um, all right, comparing all right, comparing yourself with others. Well, well, okay. Why is this why is this even important? Why why have we even chosen this topic in the first place? How does this apply to you? It's it may, and maybe it doesn't apply to you, but I, I have a feeling that a lot of you are wasting quite a bit of energy comparing what you're doing or what you're able to achieve or, or whatever you got going on in life with crap that you see on social media, with crap that you hear, crap that you may see in your own community. You're wasting energy comparing yourself, your abilities, your uniqueness with other people around you. You're looking at other people and what they have, what they've done, and how they've done it, and you're comparing. You're not only wasting energy to compare yourself to them, but then you may even go a step further and try to replicate the processes that they went through to reach whatever achievement or goal that they've reached, and it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work, yeah. man. So that's what we're talking about. This. Let me start this off with a little story, comparing yourself to others, 
and why this topic is important to me. Let me tell you a story about this redneck boy that lived in North Georgia many a many moon ago. Was he a kid? He was a he was a young man, a young man, right? He 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 didn't he didn't know how to swim. He didn't run unless somebody was chasing him. He didn't have hardly nothing. No no no, no life experience, no education, no fitness background, none of this stuff, right? Was just kind of floating through life, working on picking up jobs at farms where he could. You know, he didn't aspire to be anything, didn't know what nothing was all about. No, no, never traveled, nothing, right? But one day, he decided he wanted to be a SEAL. And so he went and joined the Navy. And he found himself very quickly in the presence of a bunch of other young men his age. But these men that he found himself in the presence of, most of them were all highly educated with college degrees. Most of them were all former high-level athletes, wrestlers, runners, swimmers. They were very capable. They were very capable. Most of them had traveled. Most of them came from upper-middle-class backgrounds. Most of them had more of everything, not only experience but resources, than this young man from Northwest Georgia had. Right? So that young man was me. And I found myself very, again, very quickly in the presence of these other young men, some of them a little older than me, with more experience, more resources, more ability. They were, a lot of them, very physically uh, stronger than me. They were intimidating, right? Now, if I was out, if I, if I started that journey comparing myself to these other men that had that were there with me in navy boot camp or there with me in pre buds or even first phase of buds seal training if i if i ever decided to compare myself to them the majority of them <laughs> it would have been all over for me cuz i wouldn't have measured up right i wouldn't have measured up by what you could see by by what I could by what I could see in in and the the resume of their past accomplishments, right? So, I chose by some by the grace of God, I guess, to never compare myself with them. And it's a it's an interesting thing that I that I didn't do that because by all by all logic, I should have found myself amongst those people and said. I'm insufficient compared to everybody else in this group. Like, this dude was a college wrestler. This dude swam in the Olympic trials. This dude was a what ran in for some, you know, big league college thing. Like, they're beating me all the time. Mm. If I would have chosen to compare myself to them, 
I would have been found lacking. And I probably would have uh, defeated myself mentally because of that. But I didn't. But I didn't. And, and I go on through training, and especially into first phase of BUDS, and it was very, very interesting scenario played out. Because all those men, young men, that were in that same crucible, basic underwater demolition SEAL training, alongside me, all those men that I could have and should have compared myself to, they were all the first ones to quit. It, it was crazy how it happened. And they were, you know why they were all the first ones to quit? Because they were so used to winning. They were so used to winning. They didn't have any strength. Like I said, they were just capable. And in SEAL training, there's going to be a day where you ain't going to be able to win. <laughs> and it's going to come pretty quick. <laughs> You're going you're gonna to experience that day pretty quick where you can't win. And so it would have been useless for me to compare myself with them because I didn't even, uh, like, I didn't know this was going to happen. And I'm so thankful that I didn't, that I didn't in the early stages in pre-buds. I didn't when I was out on the track. And I remember there was this dude named... Uh, there was this little, I mean, there were multiple guys. There was this, the, the best runner in our class. His name was Rojas, little uh, little Spanish guy. He actually hit me up on Instagram the other day. People find me from like way back when now and, and hit me up. Hey, do you remember me? And I do remember this guy because he was the best runner in the whole class of like 300 dudes and pre-buds. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember him distinctly and – he was one of the first ones to quit. I mean, it really, it really happened. I'm not just saying this to make you guys feel good. Um, essentially, all you have to be is a you, you have uh, not even all you have to be a common human with an uncommon desire to succeed, and that's all that I had in me was an uncommon desire to succeed. Because of the adversity that I had faced prior to being able to even have a shot at this thing called SEAL training. So I was a common human with an uncommon desire to succeed. Now, if all you are is a common human, what's the purpose in comparing yourself to other people? And while we're on that topic, what is the purpose of comparing yourself to other people's past accomplishments or their resume, right? Because you've heard me say before, a ship doesn't sail on yesterday's wind. This applies in ultra running. Y'all see this ugly thing right here? <laughs> if y'all are watching on YouTube, y'all see this big old ugly thing right here? That is a that is a trophy that only this is only one person in the world has this. It's me. I won this when I won the mid state mile last year. Um, I'm going back to run it here in about six weeks. And, you know, it's funny to me, Ultra Sign Up has this stupid thing where it, like, ranks people. And you can go and look at this thing, and, and I'm way down the list. I'm way down that list. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 
at that at that event, at every event, a ship doesn't sail on yesterday's wind, man. I don't care what your resume looks like. When we get there that day, it's 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 all about that day and what you can do then and how long you can hold it together. So I don't get on there. I don't get on there and delve into my competitor's resume because I know I've come to the realization that it means nothing. In SEAL training, it didn't mean anything. In ultra running, it doesn't mean anything. It just doesn't mean anything to me personally. Yeah. Because I'm going to do what I can do, and I'm going to perform the best that I can perform on that day, and it doesn't matter what they've done. And you go to looking at that crap, man, and it's not good for your mindset. You go to comparing yourself to other people, it's not good for your mindset. You need to realize that you are completely unique. You are completely unique. No one else can be you, and you can't be anyone else. So stop comparing yourself to other people. It's yourself defeating yourself. Mm-hmm. What do y'all got to say about this subject? No, I love it. I've seen so many people defeat themselves before they've even started. I mean, I've got a story of, I almost couldn't believe this was happening when it happened. Someone came up to me at the start line of a race and they looked me in the eye and said, are you, are you Noah Cochran? And I said, yeah, I was like, it's good to meet you. And he was like, yeah, he was like, I came here to, I was hoping I could win today. And he was like, shoot, you're here. I don't know what he said. I forget, but he just like, and I was like, I remember looking at him. I said, why would you say that? (laughs) I mean, like, I, I I couldn't couldn't figure that out in my head. It literally took me back. I was I just I looked at him and I said, "Well, I mean, I'm going to try to win." That's you should have said, "Hey, bud, you're never going to be a winner at anything in life with that freaking mindset." Well, I just I just looked at him and I told him I said, "Well, I'm yeah, I I, I came here to win like I always do, but you know, I, I want you to do the same." I, I I'm. I hope you feel the same and you want to, I mean, but like at that point I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I won the race. Yeah. He got second. He was a very good runner. He could have beat me if he, I I mean, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have, if he had a better mindset, but he, he, he took away any chance. Oh yeah. Right then. That's right. That, that, that freaked me out and that stuck with me ever since. I could not believe he even, even if he was thinking that, he he came up to me and told me that. I didn't even need to race at that point. I knew I would beat him. That's it. The, the only reason, if you're an ultra runner, the only reason you should go and look at that little list on ultra sign up at the race you're going to run, the only reason you should go and look at that list of who's coming is to make sure that someone is coming that is going to be a worthy <laughs> competitor. That's the only way any competition can be epic. Mm-hmm. All right? So when I go and look at who's coming out the Mid-State Mile, all I'm doing is I'm looking, is someone? Is there going to be some people here? I know the names, right? And I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking, is there going to be someone here who can bring it, man? 
And I'm not even judging them based off of their prior experience of running. I'm looking at people like Aaron Dana. I'm looking at, at people like James Ward. I'm looking at people that I know. I know them as humans, right? Mm-hmm. What their what their mindset is, What all right? That's what I'm looking at because those two guys in particular don't have near the experience that I have, but that don't matter to me. I know that they're going to bring it, man. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason that I'm looking at that because it fires me up when I look at that list of people that I had to compete against. Now, if there's a bunch of people in that list that I'm like, I don't know what these cats are all about, then I'm not getting excited. But if I see Noah Cochran on there, if I see somebody on there that I know that's going to bring it, it fires me up, dude. That's what that dude that raced you that day, he should have looked at that list and said, heck yeah, Noah's going to be there. It's going to give me something to strive against. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, that truly freaked me out. And it, it stuck with me ever since. I, I can't figure out how you could even have that kind of mindset, but I think a lot of people do. And, you know, I know what you're talking about, the ranking, ultra sign-up ranking. I have no idea what mine is. I have no idea what anybody's is. I don't personally look at it. You know, I, I just... Yours is pretty high, but, I, I mean, I beat you at Mid-State Mile. You did, terribly. man. I mean, I stomped, you, I stomped a mud hole in your butt. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Remember that time I beat you at the Iron Mountain 50 Mile? I beat Chad by, by probably a minute or two at the Iron Mountain 50 oh, Mile. Do you have, you have a better ranking than him? Probably. He probably I don't know, does. I don't I know what I it is. I have ran about two but, races but, on there. But, no, that's a good point. I mean, I've, I, I'm assuming I have gotten beat by people with a worse ranking than me. If you have a worse ranking than me, then there you go. I have. I've probably beat people with a better ranking than me. Maybe not, but I. it doesn't matter what it is and that's what you're getting at i I don't i could i could have you could race somebody that's won they've raced 20 times and won every single one of them and you could go race them and (laughs) what'd you say stomp a what stomp a mud hole in them son (laughs) yeah you could do that uh it, it just it doesn't matter so stop comparing yourself to anybody else that's just one of the reasons to stop doing it it you're not People are different. People change. You're not just because of what you've done in the past don't mean you can do it now. That's exactly right. And another reason, going back to the beginning of the conversation, is you are wasting energy. You only have a certain amount of energy to to put towards something. We all have different amounts. Our, our amounts are all different. But you are if you are spending time and you're spending like mental energy making these comparisons you're wasting energy that could be put toward making you better or making you thrive within your unique ability right so it's a waste of energy a hundred percent you can defeat yourself right off the bat mm-hmm. on account of it right it can put you in a mindset where you literally can't win even if you are physically that day more capable You've already self-defeated yourself. Um, and for me and for me in SEAL training, again, being surrounded by people that were much more qualified than me, I think that it would have I think it would have defeated me mentally. And if I would have chosen to compare myself with all those other men, I think I would have quit. I think I would have quit before I ever even freaking 
day one one, you know? I think uh I think compared oh, hold on, hold on. Let's take a little break. What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by Salty Bridges. I hope you've heard me talking about Salty Bridges. It's the number one anti-chafing cream on the market, period. I use it for all of my ultra marathons. Any race, any run that I'm doing over 50 miles, I put a thin layer of Salty Bridges on my feet, pull my sock up over the top, and I'm good to go. One application of Salty Bridges has kept me comfortable, blister-free, chafe-free for over 100 miles of continuous running in the Georgia heat. One application, yeah. And I apply this stuff to any hot spot on my body that would normally chafe or blister or whatever it may be. It's a game changer. I got enough. I got my feel of chafing and SEAL training. Yeah, it sucks. I don't enjoy it, which is why I'm so passionate about Salty Britches. Also, this stuff is made in America. The owner of Salty Britches, Amy, is an amazing human being that really has poured her heart and soul into making the best product that can possibly be made, and she has achieved that. Look, buy some Salty Britches, throw some in your running box, throw some in your everyday carry bag, throw some in your backpack, and when you need it, you're going to be really glad you have it. Order yours at GetSaltyBritches.com. Use pro code 3 of 7, the number 3, lowercase, O-F, the number 7, for 20% off your purchase from Salty Britches. Follow them on Instagram at GetSaltyBritches. Hey, we love you, Salty Britches. Thanks for being there when we need you. Thanks for sponsoring this episode of the 3 of 7 podcast. Just real, we're back. We're back. By the way, I just realized I left my smoothie at home. Um, Blake, sorry for interrupting you. What were you going to say about comparing yourself to others? Well, first, I want to say you need to be a little bit more deliberate. You've done busted your shin. You've left your smoothie cup at the house. Tight, tighten up. Son. I'm trying to freaking develop instructor Chili. His full time job. Well, slow it down. <laughs> well. Let me think here. I'm probably going to talk about comparing yourself to other people and how it relates to competition. Because essentially, comparing yourself to other people is a competition, right? If you're comparing yourself to someone else, really you're measuring yourself against them. So I think there is a healthy comparison. Like when you're in the gym and you're going to go against somebody or in a race, That essentially you're comparing yourself. You're going to say, well, I'm going to see how I can measure up against this dude in this race. So there is healthy forms of it, I think. But when you start to do it and and basing your capabilities on it, saying, well, I'm not even going to go race this race Mm. because I'm not capable enough to beat Noah. I like that. Where you start defeating yourself. And so what you said, Chad, you go look on there for someone else. You're still comparing yourself to that dude. You're saying that James and Dana, they're coming out. I think we're pretty close and stuff. I think they can bring it and really push me. So that's a healthy comparison. Mm. It's the mindset. It's He's looking, he's comparing himself to make sure that he has a worthy opponent. Some people will literally do that so they don't have a worthy opponent. Yeah. They will mm-hmm. seek out a race that they know they can win. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you and, know. And you go back to an unhealthy comparison 
and I think the really the root of it is is a lack of confidence in yourself. And I mean that could just be something that's false, or it could be because you hadn't put the freaking work in. You say, well, it, I can't size up against Noah in a race because. I don't have enough confidence in myself. Well, if you don't have enough confidence in yourself, go do something that's going to put the confidence in you. Start working out. Start measuring your your results, seeing how you're improving, showing yourself that what you're doing is working, and then I think you're less apt to do that. I like that. Yeah, I think it may, yeah, lack of confidence or, or a lack of – uh, a lack of the realization of your uniqueness to yeah. play yeah. into that. Yeah, and this goes, this example of ultra running is very superficial surface level. Like, that's a one-day thing, but it's a good example. <clears throat> but where it's really detrimental to a person is in life, to where you say, here I am trying to do this, and I'm going to measure myself up against Chad and and just where he's at in life in general. There's no way I could ever get there. I'm just I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep doing whatever I'm doing. I, I don't want to say any certain jobs or anything and and uh, measure someone by that. But I'm not going to try to help anybody else. I'm not going to try to advance in my job. I'm not going to try to start my own business because, man, I could just never do that. That's where it's detrimental. To yourself, if you don't go race to race because you see Chili's gonna be there, yeah, I mean that's pretty sorry, but in the end, you just ain't racing a race. But if you're not gonna live the life that you are called to live because you're comparing yourself to someone else, then you're robbing the world of the gifts that God has put inside of you. Everybody's got a gift inside of them that they. I was born in this generation and this time to be around these people because I got something inside of me that I've got to deliver to the people here in my community and people that I can reach. And if I compare myself to Chad, then I'm trying to deliver Chad's gift, not Blake's gift, and I'm robbing the world of what God's put inside of me for my generation. What you're getting at is comparison for the sake of trying to be somebody else, right? Yeah. Like everybody's an individual, and and you're trying to compare yourself. Like maybe somebody would think, okay, I won't go race if Chad's there, but I would if I was him. Like, Right, like yeah. if you know what I mean, like they they would if they were if they could do what he could do. Well, you're not him, right? I mean, that doesn't mean don't go train, try to be better, but don't don't try to be him, don't try to be Blake, don't try to be anybody, don't be yourself and improve yourself. Don't you know? Comparison, it's it said it's the thief of joy, right? Comparison to others is the thief of joy, and I really like that because. If you're always trying to be somebody else or comparing yourself to somebody that you cannot be, you will you will lose any joy in your life because mm-hmm. you'll be a constant failure because you can only be yourself. That's right. So I like where Blake, too, was, was delving into um, scenarios where it might be healthy to compare yourself in certain situations and how this applies to me outside of ultra running in something as simple as this uh, podcast right here. Um, you know, th- th- this is just a, 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 a le- like a legitimate example. I've been back and forth about doing a intro to the podcast, right? And 
I, I think it's cool, but everybody else has an intro to their podcast. Now, I am in this scenario comparing this show to everybody else's podcast, but I'm comparing this product to everyone else's so that I can be different because I want to be my own unique self. I want this show to be completely unique. Like I strive for that uniqueness, right? So it's healthy for me to look around and say, I like the way I'm doing it. What is everybody else doing? All right. And let me try, let me try to just strive even harder to be my unique self and not do what everyone else is doing. So that to me is a healthy comparison. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why on this show, as of now, I'm not saying that we won't ever do an intro. If we do an intro, I think it's going to be different. Yeah. Well, it's going to be unique. I recorded an intro. All right. This is, this is, all right. I was sitting here because I had talked, I've been talking to Evan, our, our audio video guy, about doing an intro and just, I've been running it through my head because there are certain parts, aspects of it that I like. Um, but I sit down here and record an intro, and Blake's sitting over here in his chair, and I get done, and he's like, Chad, shouldn't you do this, 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 and this intro? And I'm like, well, yeah. Everybody else's intro hits all those wickets you just said, and like, in in uh comparing to other shows but like this intro segment that i recorded yesterday just for fun you see what i'm saying yeah well i think an important point is how i view it is you should not do something or intentionally not do something just because of that's what other people are doing or what other people you care about what like if you think something's a good idea even if other people do it too, you shouldn't just not do it because they're doing it. Like, if you think it's a good idea, do it. Yeah, it, yeah. But, it, like... I love va- I love being really vague. Yeah. And that's the way that intro that I recorded yesterday w- is very vague. Like, what does this actually mean? Like, what is this podcast even about? It was Chad reading this Old Testament verse, and then he was like, welcome to the 3 of 7 podcast. Yeah. And I was like... Man, if someone listens there, they're going to be like, what in the world? Well, but I mean, there's a ton of yeah. meaning behind there what is, I was yeah. reading in Ezekiel 37, which is the origins of basically the three of seven project, Ezekiel yeah. 37. Three of seven, Ezekiel thir- three, seven, right? Talking what it talks about. And it is very vague, but that's me. Yeah. I like, I like being vague about things. I yeah. mean, what there was people that I grew up with that they... What they wore, what they did, it was all because it was what other uh, other people were doing, okay? And that's Same what here. and that's what we're trying to say. You shouldn't do. You shouldn't try to be somebody else. But I also knew some people and was kind of one of these people who was so freaking stubborn and didn't want to wanted to be didn't want to be like everybody else. So I would it, say there was a, a shirt or shoes that I liked, but I was like, mm, a lot of people are wearing those. I ain't going to get them. That's stupid, too. If you like something, just be you. There's yeah. a line. There's a line. Be yeah. you. If, if you got it because you like them, that doesn't mean you're trying to be like everybody else. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You know, Do what you 
like to do. I like that. So I like that. Yeah, intentionally, intentionally trying to be different is, is not being you. No, that's yeah. not being you either. So I like that. So yeah, dude, don't do an intro, or if you want one, do it and do it vague where nobody knows what it means. Yeah, do it in my style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so y'all might hear an intro uh, on one of the future shows. That's super. It may even be on this show. Well, no, this show's coming out tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it may be super vague, but just understand that's my unique style. So get over it. Yeah. Um, what about this uh, this topic of uh, how should you deal with the opinions of others? As you're as you're going through life, being your unique self, you're probably going to get hit with some uh, some negative opinions from other people because that's just part of the aspect of being your unique self. I think it doesn't. I think you should consider other people's opinions, but you have. If you don't, you and you're moving backwards anyways. But you should have a standard that you live by. We talk about that a lot. And if other people's opinion of what you're saying, if that's a accountability, if you want, I hate even using that word, but, but if they tell you something, you should consider it and compare what they tell you to the standard you're living by. And if it has some credit to it, then, hey, man, appreciate it. I needed that kind of check back in line. But if not, keep rolling with what you're doing because it goes back to what Noah just said, just be you. If you're letting some someone said, uh, man, you're just wearing them shoes because everyone else is wearing them. You ain't wearing them because you really like them. I say, man, crap on you. I, I don't give a, <laughs> don't matter to me. I'm just wearing them because I like them. But if you really did buy them because you wanted to be like everyone else, and that checks back in with your standard that you're living by to be you. You know, I mean, that's the way I feel about it, at least. Well, yeah. this, go ahead, Noah. No, I was just going to say that's where this comes in. That's where the impetus to compare yourself to others and not be yourself comes from is that pressure from others. Chucker uh, just said impetus. I was wondering what, the, what the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 you know, it's it's that pressure from others, those others' opinions that they hear. That's why they get caught up in. Mm, I don't like the way that feels, so I'm gonna just fit in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. I think it comes down to, to I, I agree with exactly what Blake said. So what what's the 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 differentiation is what's the source of the opinion? If it's from somebody you don't even know, some jack leg on the internet or something, I say just pretty much don't care about it. Mm-hmm. But if it's someone that you respect their opinion, well then you shouldn't worry. You know, if we're on the topic of worrying about others' opinions, but you should take that serious. And evaluate yourself. That's a good opportunity to evaluate what you're doing, how you're acting, how you're thinking. If it's from somebody you respect. so Yeah, and what's it directed at, too? Like, what is their opinion directed at? Is it about something superficial like clothes or, you know, anything like that? Or is it actually about your character or things like that? So, I guess there's a difference in someone just giving you an opinion or actually giving you corrective feedback. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, th- this is the, um, I think the default for most people when we bring up this topic of opinions to opinions of others, I think the default answer would be you shouldn't give a crap about the opinions of others, right? And, and why has that become the default? It's because that's what's being propagated on a mass scale. That's the that's this whole 
this whole uh, can't hurt me attitude. I I am I your your opinion doesn't freaking matter because I can do it all on my own, right? Yeah. And that's what's being propagated on a massive scale to the 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 circles that we run in, and that is dead wrong. If that is your default, it's just to say. I screw the opinions of others. I could care less. All right? You're freaking wrong. And you're never going to get much better. You're kind of going to plateau at whatever you're capable of. And you're never going to get much better. This is the beautiful part about having an inner circle. And we did a whole podcast on selecting your inner circle here on the 307 podcast. Is because if you have an inner circle, then... When those individuals in your inner circle are giving you feedback or giving you their opinion on something that you do or say or whatever it may be, your ears should perk up and you should say, okay, that opinion matters. All right, that opinion matters. And I need to take this input into consideration. I don't need to take it as gospel, but I need to take at it and look at it from a few different angles and see where it applies. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about knowing who is in your inner circle is because you can't just blanket statement, oh, I don't care about the opinions of others. It's like there are some opinions that I need to to consider, that I need to care about, that I need to take seriously. All right? I know I've had to do that multiple times in my life when I get freaking sideways. Well, I think you can uh, let your feeling serve you a little bit here. If someone tells you something... I would even go as far to say if they're not in your inner circle, someone just maybe sends you a message, says something. If it stings a little bit and you get that feeling like, yeah, but I don't want to do nothing about it, then you can kind of let that feeling serve you and say, well, there's probably a little bit of something going wrong there. But but if it truly is like this dude does just really not get what I'm saying, blow it off, you know. So in my opinion, anybody that tells me anything, I'm going to consider it to a degree, but if somebody in my inner circle tells me something, I'm going to greatly consider it. Whether I have that feeling or not, I'm actually going to take the time and dig deep into the matter and see maybe there's something underlying that I'm not just seeing or feeling. But I don't know, that's just me. It may be, may be the wrong way to see it, but I'm going to take feedback from anybody that will give it to me. I think- I'm going to tell you you can't do that when you have – 60-something thousand people following you on Instagram. Yeah. The, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I'm, I'm speaking to it from a common man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The internet really muddles that. Yeah. It, it makes it... I mean, people comment stuff about I have anything. St- I have stopped letting people into my life. Like, I, I've cut that off. I, I have the people... Now, now I, I let select few in that need to come in, like Instructor Chili is one of them. He's now become part of our inner circle. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that we won't discuss with him and bounce off of him, right? So, but very, very select people do I let in my life. This is this is why I don't answer my phone. This is why I don't respond to hundreds of text messages uh, because I, I've had to I've had to shut it down yeah. at some point and say, okay, I've got these people here. This is this is a great inner circle. It's sufficient. There's enough angles and viewpoints being represented here to be a complete um, picture. Now I've got to cut it off. Yeah, 
So I, that's what I've, I've I've ended up having to do that. That's, right or wrong, I'm just telling you that's how no, that's think, how I'm operating right now. I think at some point you get an overload of information, and it it at that point is is of no benefit to you. Yeah, you know, especially messages like if you're in town and so, you know someone has wants to come up and say something verbally to you, and, and they actually feel strong enough about it that they're going to take the time to come over there and do it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to listen. I mean, I, do, I still don't get all kinds of messages or anything, nor do I want to. So I think that's a whole different story. And like Noah said, the Internet has brought that to a... Uh, people feel like uh, they can say anything on the Internet. Yeah, yeah. And it's just random people. And a lot of those things that they do say can have that sting that Blake's talking about. But it doesn't give I, them validity. I don't think right? you should let that, you know, when it's... If you can't, here's a rule that you could use in the day of the internet is if you can't put a face to the opinion that you just received, don't let it sting you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they're not even willing to let you see who they are. So yeah. they're just throwing that out. I mean, a lot of times people on the internet, it won't be an opinion that they really have. It'll be an opinion that they're putting out there to try to get a reaction. Yeah. So that's true. Well, uh, let me tell you, man, speaking of the opinions of others, it's, it's really interesting as we look at, uh, or as I look at my social media platform, every time I, I make a post that mentions Jesus, I lose anywhere from 40 to 100 followers instantly. People uh, unfollow me, which is, is all good. But what I do is I go in, I look at the insights portion on my Instagram page and I screenshot and then I make a story post that shows everyone, here's the one I just posted after Saturday's post mentioning Jesus. It shows how many people unfollowed me and I say it never fails. This crap goes viral, son. When I make these, this story post right here has 16,000 views right now and i bet i've got over 200 direct messages of people encouraging me to continue sharing the message of jesus on this uh on this platform right here and i don't know man it's just i i'm being my unique self yeah sharing what i'm passionate about and if i was worried about the opinions of others Every time I talked about Jesus and I saw, oh, crap, a pile of people just left this community, left this platform because of that. If I was concerned about that, I'd probably quit talking about Jesus. So here's a scenario (laughs) where you might not, you can't be concerned about the opinions of others as you go along and be your unique self. But this is, it's the response I get from these when I show show the way that Jesus impacts my following on social media, is like off the freaking charts, dude. It's encouraging. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm naturally bent in a way that's just do not worry about what other people think, you know. And I think that's what I'm getting at with the internet. Is you, I think that is where you have that. You got to have that filter of you. 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 you, you care about people's opinions that you respect you know when it's people on the internet you don't even like even that when you lose followers you've got sixty thousand followers right some of those didn't leave because of that right 
I mean, you don't even know why all that. You don't know why everybody unfollowed or followed you. I mean, people lose followers and gain followers all day long. It, but the point is, is if someone is unfollowing you because you talked about Jesus, that should change nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Whether they, you know, uh, you're going to lose followers because you, you know, I don't know. And and that's the re- so that's the reason that I share this on my yeah. story is is not to not to fire people up. I share this on my story because I want people to understand that if you are sharing your testimony and you're sharing about your faith, it's going to you're going to have people ridicule you, put and, you down, turn away from you and just understand that um you're not the only one, and I want to encourage you, just like Noah said, it shouldn't change anything, yeah. and it's not going to change anything about what I'm doing. Yeah. It hasn't, Well, and it never will. I've heard a, a quote before, and this is talking about selling products and things, but it says a product for everyone is a product for no one. Mm-hmm. I don't know who mm-hmm. said it, but it's the same thing here. A story post that's for everyone that you're not going to gain or lose followers by that's just going to be steady, as a story post for no one. Mm-hmm. A, a life that you live to try to please everyone as a life that you live to please no one. It doesn't It doesn't matter. You have to have a target, and it's going to offend some people, and it's going to get some people on board, it, but you just got to do it. You, you can't try to... That, that Basically what that's saying is you can't try to please everybody, or you're going to please nobody. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And that plays out in so many different things. Uh, you you cannot win doing that. You, no, you can't. You know, and it's it's really sad to see people try to do it because it's people that could have a bigger impact if they didn't try to please everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's just it seems like a uh, real missed opportunity constantly with people trying to do that. Yeah, you 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 end up having a lukewarm. If we're gonna relate this to business. You end up having a lukewarm customer base if you're trying to please everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. If you have a business, uh, I, I personally would rather have 20 customers that are committed to the message, the brand, the belief, the mission. Mm-hmm. All right. Then I'd rather have 20 committed than 10,000 lukewarm. Yeah. Any day of the week. Any day of the week, man. So, well, that's about all I uh, that's about all I got on this. So, if I talk much more, I'm liable have a coughing fit. to start coughing. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about if it. Y'all can't tell I talked a little bit today without coughing, so it's obvious that I'm expanding my capabilities. I can't believe on it. Talking. You haven't sneezed, coughed, catfished. <laughs> You're doing good. Sounded good. Just make sure y'all knew that. All right, guys. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. If you got anything from this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Even if it's just one word, leave us a review on iTunes. Why do I ask you to do that? Uh, well, because it helps grow the show. It helps the rate the 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 show. The algorithm wizard behind iTunes. The shows that are getting reviewed move to the top of the list, right? So we essentially, you, the listener, 
you are the person that can help grow this show. And we would ask that from you. If you enjoy the show, please go stop what you're doing. Leave us a review. If you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe and leave us a comment. That's all we're asking. We do this show for we do this show for the majority of people for free. Thousands of people listen to this. Thousands. We've got about 170 on Patreon that support it. All right? So outside of that 170, the other thousands that listen, this is free to you. So I don't expect you to support us financially, but I would ask and expect that you would leave us a review. And subscribe, if you will. And subscribe, if you will. That's all I ask. We got right? some good stuff coming out on YouTube. Especially when that new camera gets here, son. We're going to... Boy, y'all better stand by. Y'all about to see some stuff. Listen, if y'all... Just go to the YouTube channel, look at the running video, and look how fired up Chili is on the thumbnail. <laughs> his eyes are the size of a baseball and he's got his hands out like he's about to attack a bear or something. <laughs> yeah. I Just know. go look. It was perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for being part of the Body of 307 Project. We love you guys. We'll talk to y'all next Wednesday. Enough said.